Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. Yay! I'm Dave. There's, there's interrupting Jody. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And, wow, what is this? Um, are we on year five now? Um, hell, I don't know. Year four. Sure. It's one of those. Because our first episode was Hobbit Day. Yes, it was. Well, I mean, I guess, the, you know, our first episode was episode zero the day before Hobbit Day. <laughs> True. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Episode zero, September 21st, 2018. And then episode one, The Hobbit, where we talked about the movie. September 22nd, <laughs> Hobbit Day, 2018. So we are hitting year five. All right. Yeah. Does that make us professionals now? Are we getting paid? No. Then no. <laughs> okay. Does that make us experts? Yes. Okay. We already were. Not fair enough. How much for one episode? How about just for one episode of Twin Terrors Macabre Manor Me Middle Mayhem? I'll put it in my hand. <laughs> yeah. The Hobbit Day. Uh, you know, actually, I think I even have it down written that, uh, I, yep, this will actually come out on Hobbit Day. This will come out September 22nd. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yay. Woohoo. Well, and in for Hobbit Day, I know we both have special beer. Would you like to go first, my good sir? Um, yes, uh, because it was the only thing I had that was British. Probably the only thing I'm likely to get for a while is British, because I don't tend to find a lot of the British beers around here anymore. Can you not find um, the British beers? Right, yeah. <laughs> Do you, know why uh, it's pronounced, do you know why it's pronounced British? Why? Because we dumped all their teas in the harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, no, uh, Robinson's Trooper. Uh, just the, the basic Trooper premium British beer. Yeah, that's hadn't good had, stuff. Yeah, hadn't had one for a while. Did not realize that I had not rated one for uh, the app that shall not be named until just now. So um, that is now done. What'd you give it? I gave it a four. Out of five. Oh, not bad. Yeah. I, too, am giving my beer a four out of five, but I didn't know if you had more on your beer. Um, oh, hell, we've done like whole episodes on this beer, so there's really not much to say. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> we have. In fact, but, I mean, we've done, I mean, we've done them on the whole range of the ones that we can get. Yeah. Uh, but. I know we did an actual, like, big-ass episode. Yes. Way back in July 12th. Huh, wow. We're just past that, so that's almost an anniversary. Oh, cool. Um, 2019, so four years ago, The Trooper, The Beer, The Song, The History. Yeah. Where we talked about the beer Jody's drinking. We talked about the song Iron Maiden wrote, which is, you know, the, the Bruce Dickinson helped Robinson's with the beer. And then, uh, yes. then we, we talked about the history of things. Yeah. And then, then just three weeks later, we did, did it on the light brigade. <laughs> <laughs> and then in September, trooper six, 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 which, yeah. which was the beer and the number of the beast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to go through all these because, you know, red and black right. and steel. Yeah. We did quite a few. Yeah. I'm hoping Trooper X comes out, which 
I think actually is Trooper 10 because it's the 10th anniversary and they made a stout for it. Oh, cool. Nice. Uh, I, even on the app that shall not be named, it's only been reviewed by like 10 people. So, and wow, it's past its date of coming out. Okay. I've got my calendar marked at work. So about every two weeks it goes off and it reminds me to look in the app that shall not be named and see if it's within a hundred miles of me. <laughs> <laughs> no luck so far. Yeah. I might be able to find this stuff up in Nashville. If I, Ooh, I was thinking of maybe checking a trip up to Tennessee this weekend. So maybe I'll go to Nashville. <laughs> hey baby. Are you from the South? Cause you're the only 10 I see. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, my beer, <laughs> if you're ready uh-huh. for me to move on, sure. Is uh, it's, there's a tap in Bloomington, uh, the ta- there's a, a brewery called the Tap in Bloomington, Indiana, and they have a couple tap rooms around the state. One of them's in downtown Indy. So I was out doing things because my house was infested with my wife's like nieces and daughters and everything, and it was a infestation of the womanhood. So went for a hike and then went to a video game arcade and had a beer then this place is next door i'm like well let's see what they have on tap and i found this i'm like well we're doing hobbit day soon this is perfect cool but it's an english brown ale called the prancing pony oh oh that is perfect yep i just tagged you in it and i i scored it a four it's good it's malty chocolatey a little caramely malt a little grainy a little nutty you know it's it's okay it's not the best brown ale i've had but perfect name yeah so i love that yeah, I'm drinking the Prancing Pony out of my Green Dragon in glass. Oh, nice. So, should we move on to the episode? Yes. All right. Sadly, this won't be as awesome as last year's, where we did the whole Hobbit breakfast thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fun. That was great. Got to do it in person together, and we ate and gained 10 pounds each. <laughs> yeah, it was worth it. No, it was still <laughs> worth it. No, that cider and bacon and... Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Damn it. I want bacon. So this this year's uh, I um, so I had a relative pass away recently and I was hoping mm. uh, another relative clean out the apartment and stuff. And and she had uh, the whole set of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings in the same exact book cover that my dad had when I was a kid that I read that. So I've I, every time I see that particular book cover. I buy it and I've got about four or five sets of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, you know, Susie, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the Hobbit for you. I, I'm not gonna read all of them because I have the like the big um the trilogy with uh illustrations, deluxe edition that I, I've been wanting to start. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just finished Hobbit and I thought, you know, we need some for Hobbit Day. So I sort of making notes as I went through, and some things are things I always think, some things are are new thoughts to me and okay yeah we'll just go from there if that sounds good yeah i'll just jump in as appropriate i'll jump in kid myself i'll try not to be inappropriate well inappropriate it's okay as long as it's semi-topical okay you know when you call him a furry-footed fucker (laughs) Uh, so hobbit day 2023 james's notes while rereading the hobbit yeah and and i just recently reread the hobbit myself so yeah, didn't you read it to your significant other? Yes, yes. Yes, Rebecca, my precious. <laughs> so, just went in order. As I was reading, I would make the little things. And 
And I, I noticed Bilbo's finer rooms are to the left, and I think Jinx Dawson would appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink for um, that, that reference. Oh, yeah, because we did an episode on Jinx Dawson, too. Yep. I mean, by now, almost 300 episodes in, we've done something on almost anything that we like. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of this, because every time they mentioned the cellar, whether it was Bilbo having to go get some stuff for the dwarves, or even in a Fellowship of the Ring, when they find Samwise in the cellar with the cask of beer, not wanting to give it to the Sackville Bagginses. Yeah, I've always thought, well, so it must be downstairs because that's what a cellar is. And then, but then this time I'm reading it, it's like all one level. Right. So the cellar doesn't go down anywhere, but it's still a cellar because technically it's underground. That's true. Um, I always kind of pictured it as being farthest in the back. That, that was what my other note was, probably deeper into the hill, where it would keep things nice and cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Aragorn should not have a beard, because when you read this, it talks about elves and people descended from elves not having facial hair. That's true, yeah. And I don't care how far away Aragorn is from being descended with the Dunedain and, and uh, Aron's brother, Eros, but yeah, should not have a beard. No. Something that... The animated version got right. Yes, it did. I mean, he looks kind of Native American, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, my next note is Elf Age Math, which we'll go into a future episode because we were we've supposed to have been doing one on the uh, the Nature of Middle Earth book that I read, and I think you are reading or did read by yeah. now, or haven't quite finished it yet, but hopefully soon. Cool. I'll have to go back and reread the two chapters that I want to get into. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so just a ooh, foreshadowing, ooh, <laughs> which is a drink. Yes, it is. I only got a 32-ounce growler. I'm going to have to be careful here because we're going to talk about all sorts of things that harken back. <laughs> yeah. Gandalf's look, this is something I've always realized, but the, the eclectic, I don't give a shit, I'm a wizard, eat my dick. Of the blue hat, gray cloak, silver scarf, white beard, black boots, bushy brows, long beard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does look like the uh, spirits of the forest and, and gods from northern European mythologies. Kind of, yeah. Definitely fits in with the whole Odin the Wanderer thing. Yeah. Or, or well, my, my buddy Jeff uh, just posted something recently about some various nature entities and Tolkien model Gandalf off of, off of some of them. So I saved this post and I'm going to take a look and, and see what connections are there other, other than that they're all related because, you know, you got Odin, I think his post had Kronos and just all sorts of things. And you know, yeah. so that may come up sometime. Mm -hmm. I have somebody coming in to probably tell me good night. Ah, good night. Yep. <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs> Are you, going, are you going upstairs? Yeah, I'm so she, tired. She, she worked all day, then had a couple uh, little few hours tonight to work too, so she just got home and yeah, I think she's ready for bed. No, I don't blame her. But my next note is also a fashion note, which is hobbits wear bright colors such as green and yellow, but I, I don't mind how the movies portrayed them with, with some of those colors, but they're a little more subdued and, and the browns that go with it. Yeah. Actually, I kind of dig the movie's version better because I, I like greens and and stuff, but I don't want to wear flashy bright greens. No. More earthy tones. Yeah. 
except for purple because you know royalty and all right this time i looked up what prosy means because tolkien writes bilbo was not so prosy and prosy means meaning dull and unimaginative so even though he may have thought himself to be prosy and just chill he yeah. started to think about dragons and gold and everything and i never knew what that word meant i thought it meant like wordy because of prose <laughs> i did too yeah okay cool and next note this is this is when the dwarves of course have arrived you know when they're they're doing their talk and they mm-hmm. they said some asked for beer some asked for porter and i was just going to mention that these were considered different in england for a long time uh my note says doesn't seem to be from my reading and podcast listening but still slightly and maybe no my note says to go out to uh to 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 go to england and ask all the landlords out there what they think <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah beer and porter were considered to like if you ordered a beer or you ordered a porter you would get you know what you asked for they were different yeah which i think i mentioned something similar when we talked about dublin history of pubs and stuff in an episode or two maybe anyway Mm -hmm. my next note because uh they were there on a wednesday said bilbo had an awkward wednesday Arthur Dent cannot get the hang of Thursdays, which matches because then Bilbo left on a Thursday all confesticated and without handkerchiefs. Yeah. So Hitchhiker's Guide, Lord of the Rings, exactly the same thing. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And And funny enough, in the movie productions of both, played by the same actor. Yeah, good old Marty. Mm Mm-hmm. I like him. He's really good. Yeah. I think I've told this story too, but I love it because he's being interviewed and he's making fun of people who have to like always be in character. He's like, no, you can, if, if you can't just go and get in character, are you really a good actor? Yeah, no kidding. He probably doesn't care. I think he's actually calling out the people who are assholes when they're in character. Oh, yeah. Hey, Daniel. I'm not Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but your paycheck's going to be made out to Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go cash it for you if you want. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now I have a question for you. If I might have an answer. If Bull Roar Took invented golf, does that uh-huh. mean that Tooks are more Scottish than English? Hmm. Had not thought of that. Perhaps. We all know hobbits are the epitome of Englishness. Yeah. Not even Britishness. Englishness. <laughs> yeah. But the Tooks are a little more wild and elven-driven and fey, and yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that's what I'm here for—to make people think about things that don't matter. <laughs> and did take a little, made a little note about how Bilbo had to run and meet the dwarves. It said he made it over a mile in ten minutes, so he could meet up with them in time. And as I'm reading that, I'm thinking. Damn, is that as shape as he is? He still made the mile in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll be on when I'm with short my, legs. Yeah, with those short little legs. May, maybe miles are shorter in the Shire, too. But I'm going to assume no. Because at a good pay, one of my like a, a really nice fast pace for me when I'm hiking, um, mm-hmm. I can walk a mile in 15 minutes, but you know, if it's a country road or a, a hiking trail or something, it's more like 17, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, but that's a fast walk. I'm sure if I jogged, I could do it much quicker. But I really mm-hmm. can't jog very long before I have to take a little walking breather. 
Oh, yeah. Damn it, Bilbo, you magnificent short bastard. <laughs> right? And why couldn't Gandalf not find Rivendell easy? Because he'd been there, I don't know how many damn times. And I'm going to go with, they came from a lesser known direction of travel. And even in the greetings, the elves kind of mentioned that this was a lesser used path. And yeah. Elrond was being cautious with trolls, trolls around. And he had dwarves. So the elven magic made it more difficult, but okay. Still, I mean, Gandalf had been there, who knows how many times in his long, long lifetime. Yeah, but a thousand years about this time. When did they come? The wizard showed up. I think about the year one thousand third third age. Okay, so maybe so two thousand years then. Close to it, yeah. Dang, yeah. So even Elrond can confess to Kate Gandalf on occasion. Yeah. And I, I do love the Elven songs. Oh, yeah. Which are a little more lighthearted on top of being a kid's book. But there's music in the Fellowship, too, even if they don't really have the lyrics given. And Right. And with, with the One Ring not being found yet, El, you know, Elrond would feel safer, so they're a little more joyful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The reading, um, reading the Fellowship, though, I do kind of get the impression that they were still singing some of those frivolous songs. But like you said, he didn't put the lyrics in for those. Yeah, and it's probably harder to sing when Frodo comes in with a shard of a Nazgul blade. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ho, Frodo, you're fuck my lad. <laughs> <laughs> Frodo of the nine fingers. Not yet. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> I'll see you in a year. <laughs> And uh, I do wish they would have used the last homely house in the Lord of the Rings with like they did in The Hobbit. Because that just feels, well, homey. It's homely. Yeah. That's all. I just like the term. I do too. And, of course, homely actually means homey in this sense, not yeah. ugly. And then I've got a, a quote. And I, I, all it says is, I wish more authors use, authors use this. And I've got a big-ass quote. Now it is a strange thing, but things that are good to have and days that are good to spend are soon told about and not much to listen to, while things that are uncomfortable, palpitating, and even gruesome may make a good tale and take a deal of telling anyway. In other words, get to the good stuff. Uh-huh. Stop being repetitive. Uh-huh. Goes for authors and screenwriters and showrunners. And podcast hosts. Yeah, those fuckers who... <laughs> Won't get on and get to their shit. <laughs> <laughs> and says Elrond was as kind as summer, which sounds lovable at first until you realize how harsh yet necessary summer is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like how the provisions were light enough to carry, but strong enough to bring with them over the mountain pass, which must have been Lembus. Oh. Doesn't say that, but, you know, you, you can make that assumption. Yeah. How many do you have, Pip? damn it i don't remember how many he had <laughs> i don't either i just remember him like doing the little burr pickup thing <laughs> yeah and then my next little note is why doesn't eru help more and i go oh gee i don't know why don't you ask elron on a midsummer eve or night with the crescent moon with moon letters that timing isn't suspicious at all Right. <laughs> Gee, this just happened to be the same year as Durin's Day, and the last moon of autumn and sky was sun beyond our skill to know when it'll happen again. Really? Really, Thorn? You can't work that out from all your oh, dwarven lore, and this just happened to be the perfect exact time that Gandalf just happened to send you doing this? <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure Eru helped. Uh, yeah. Um, Providence was with them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to move on, but I didn't know if you had more in there. Um, no. Because we can I, expand. I just wanted to and... get my deist remark in. <laughs> we can expand and expound on that if you want to talk about Eru and how we just sang the song in existence and then said fuck off uh, yeah I, it just it was it's really weird that for somebody who's catholic like tolkien his his version of god in the book is very deist in in philosophy and that what i mean by that is in deism the, the belief is that there is a creator god but like he's you know like james just kind of alluded to makes creation and then steps away from it and is not involved and that's very much or you could say the opposite and that the the song of creation which of course was not you know talked about in the hobbit or lord of the rings um has pretty much set up all the events that are going to occur anyway whether it's bilbo who finds the ring or not somebody else is going to find the ring and and you know the events might still happen it just might not be the people hello I guess looking at it from a Catholicism point of view, could be that Eru was still affecting things through his subordinates, the Valar and everything that were around. And even though they did keep more hands off, they did do things when they had to. That's true. I mean, that's that's who sent the wizards. Yeah, to the coast. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if you had more. Nope. You're right. Just want to also point out that here in The Hobbit, at least at first, Gandalf doesn't have a staff. He uses a wand. Hmm. Does have a staff at the very end, I think. I think I've got a note in here. I made these a little okay. while ago. Yeah, it talks about his wand at first. Hmm. I wonder if he was using that, the two terms interchangeably. I'm going to assume no, because I, I think they are very different. But as I stutter, um, I'm looking it up. Um, I mean, wand comes from Old Norse and English and English, um, wind, wind, wind to wand. Doesn't really even say hmm. what it stands for. Um, oh, okay. rod or switch. There we go. So rod. Rod, yeah. But still a rod would still be smaller than a, a staff. Yeah. Whereas staff is Old English and Dutch and German, uh, stife, staff, staub, mm -hmm. and comes from, um, well, I mean, there's the distaff. Uh, really, not gonna, not gonna show me what it actually means. <laughs> no. Let's go here. We'll see what it says. Okay. Don't want to know about where people. I mean, <laughs> a, a strong rod or stick with a utilitarian purpose, but that is not what I mean by etymology. Damn it. <laughs> uh, so i don't know I, I would still say they're they're different because the staff is a long stick uh right. carried in the hand to support walking yeah it does say a supporting rod but i i still always imagine the rod being much shorter i don't know could be interchangeably but yeah but but since tolkien actually uses the word staff later in the book okay um i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with the little the one waving it around like Tim the Enchanter. <laughs> and speaking of his wand, in the but cave, 
when they're trying to get some shelter from the wind and rain just before the goblins get them, Gandalf's kind of a dick because he wouldn't let them light a fire, but he was certainly okay turning it into a disco by changing all the smoke rings into different colors and having them dance on the roof. <laughs> That's Yeah. <laughs> you can't have a fire, but you can have a fucking disco rave going on. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Gandalf. For all your subtleties, Mithrandir. <laughs> and, of course, when the goblins get him and they're going down the goblin town, you know, uh-huh. that's the best name in the book. Yes. Uh, they, they sing, you know, ho, ho, my lad. Yep. It's interesting to me because in a lot of folklore, evil can't sing. Huh. You know, they can in some, but there's huh. a lot of folklore saying they can't either. And so it's not going against folklore. It's just all kind right. of interesting that and I'll, I'll give my note after I ask this question, but I'll let you answer first. Okay. Are goblins and orcs the same? Yes. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. From from all the writing and the letters, but even in The Hobbit, he mentions goblins creating all the horrible devices that are horrible for the world and fuck people up. Yeah. The um, Now, depending on where they're from, they may be a different type of orc. You know, yeah, there are smaller orcs. That, yeah, yeah, the goblins would have been smaller orcs, but they would have still been orcs. They they weren't as a so the, the mountain orcs in the Misty Mountains in uh, in Goblin Town and in the Mines of Moria um, would have been would have been shorter, smaller, weaker than the orcs bred in Mordor or um, Isengard. Isengard, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Well, but but the but the orcs in Isengard were the Urukai. They were the half orcs. Yeah, I try not to think about that too much. Yeah, N- knowing how that had to have worked out. Right. Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do you have anything more on orcs and goblins? Because I'm good. That's what we're doing this for. Um, not really. All right, then I'll just move on and say Tolkien. Tolkien references the Dwarder. The dark dwarves, because he mentions some dwarves actually do work with goblins. Yes, he did. He doesn't call them dark dwarves or dwarger or anything. He just says there are dwarves who work with goblins. But Tolkien's company, or Tolkien Thor, Thorne's company was not them, and they did not like each other. Right. Well, I wonder if that would be, um, uh, getting into the Silmarillion, I wonder if that would be like the petty dwarves. Hmm. Could be. But they're King Tom. Yeah. Snicker. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you also got to love the little goblins and, you know, under the, the, under the mountains, because when they were singing along and doing their dance is more of a hop. So, you know, they're doing the Misty Mountain hop. (laughs) Oh, I, okay. I remember what I was going to kind of say there. Although, even though I know like Lord of the Rings, is at least the parts where Frodo was there is more from like Frodo and Sam's point of view. Um, the Hobbit is almost entirely Bilbo's point of view. And, you know, Hobbits probably were the ones that were using the word goblin. So that's, that would be why the word would get translated as goblin, but other people would use the word orc. And that's probably, I think, I think that had something to do also with the difference in, Makes sense to me. Didn't think about that, but makes sense. Yeah. And I will say their interactions with the Great Goblin, 
is one of the scenes I actually love from the movie better than the book because in the book they're wusses and Thorin's all like, "Oh, great goblin, we're so sorry." And Thorin in the movie's like, "Eat my dick, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will give Peter Jackson's version of the Red Book. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then uh, I don't really have much until well, I don't have anything until Riddles in the Dark. Okay. And my actual notes on that. And we have talked about this, but I went ahead and wrote them down because after I finished reading The Hobbit, I went up and got my stories from the Supernatural or whatever that has the original version of Riddles of the Dark. And I read it and I made a few notes. Okay, good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I, you can actually find, I know, uh, I think Tolkien Gateway and a few other places. It's easy to find this. Mm -hmm. But here are my notes. These are my notes and they're mine. They're nobody else's notes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> In the original. The, the, the original, original, the first. It's made to sound as though goblins separated Golem from his friends when they arrived rather than being kicked out in the, the new edited version. Oh, okay. So, you know, it, it doesn't seem like he's really, you know, he, he's not the loner, but he went there with friends or family and, and just got separated. Okay. But, but in both versions, uh, you know, he lived by a river with his grandma. Mm -hmm. And in the original... Bilbo is going to get a present if he wins, not shown the way out, which is mentioned at the beginning and during the egg riddle. Yeah. And in the original, Golem would never cheat at the riddle game. It actually, from the um, this, omniscient, <laughs> omniscient, omniscient, Jesus. As soon as I started thinking, I'm like, <laughs> don't say impotent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, the all knowing point of view of the author. Uh, you know, it, it actually says Golem would never cheat at the riddle game. So when he re-edited it, it made this, it made Golem way more vile because he was going to cheat and he was going to kill uh, Bilbo. Yeah. And in the original, the present is requested and Golem was actually going to give Bilbo the ring. And Golem even explained the ring's abilities and begged Bilbo's pardon. Yeah. Bilbo didn't tell Golem that he had it. And said it would still it'd just be fine if he showed him the way out. And he even tried the ring out on Golem, who did just show him the exit tunnel. Mm -hmm. So very much turned Golem from just this poor, sad creature who's actually decent into... Which is it, my precious? <laughs> Tasteable. Is it delectable? So, anyway... Can you eat it? <laughs> mm, eats it. Uh, but anyway, oh, looks like uh, looks like I wrote some notes about the spiders, and then I'm going to jump back to the Black River. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Because I, I typed up a lot of these notes, or put them in my phone, and sent them over to Word, and then then I have handwritten notes about the spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, easy to find with the internet now. But Lob, when Bilbo's calling the spiders names and pissing them off, yeah, Lob is just Old English for Lop or Lob. L-O-P-P-E, L-O-B-B-E, which is just spider. Mm -hmm. And cob, usually with lob, comes from cop, C-O-P-P-E, which is web. So really should be a cobweb, not a cobweb. Yeah. And Tom Noddy's just a fool or a dunce. So it started out with the term Dodman, which is a snail, and then went all through things. But yep, Tom Noddy's a, a fool. Okay. Addercop is a nasty, grumpy person in Old English. Okay. Oh, and and 
Um, cop is used for the word goblin uh, by George McDonald. That's the note I have scrawled on my page. <laughs> so, yeah, George McDonald was an author before Tolkien who did fairy stories in England. Okay. Yeah. And other than that, I finally figured out what I wrote under Adder Cop. Adder is poison. Cop is head. So it's poison head or spider. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that would be, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I have on the the spiders, and I was gonna gonna jump back and go to the river. Okay, going down Rosedale, take my rider by my side. Why would you? Never mind. Because I got the traveling Riverside Blues. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about Rosedale. Hey, you gonna make a joke about Rosedale? <laughs> ain't, ain't gonna bother anybody in this house. <laughs> uh. I mean, you know, to be fair, they had some hot blondes there for a while and some hot redheads, but uh, they're all yeah. gone now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So in Mirkwood at the Black River to rope the boat because they have to get across without touching it because this is the river that's going to make you fall asleep and lose your memories. Yeah. Dory is the strongest. Feely is the youngest. And that's where Jackson did not stick with it very well because Dwaylin is obviously the strongest. <laughs> yeah. And Tolkien actually says, Feely is the youngest in the later appendices. It's Keely by five years. But then again, knowing some of my uncles, Thor may not have given a shit. And just like Philly, Keely, you're interchangeable, whatever. Yeah. Next little note I have, and by luck, Bilbo was born with a good share of it, is something that Dungeons and Dragons, depending on the edition, does get right. Yeah. Halflings are very lucky. Especially like in fifth edition that we're currently playing. It's <laughs> kind of annoying because you get to re-roll the critical failure when you roll a one and get to re-roll it. So we really I mean I don't know what happens if you roll two ones in a row. I think you have to take the second one. I you know, I would imagine, but yeah. It's a it's a pretty good deal. I mean, because the odds of that, you know, getting a one is five percent. So getting two ones in a row is only two and a half percent. Yeah. Hey, I actually knew that. Hey, woo! I do math. <laughs> You're a wizard. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> That's not my name. No, I'm just saying that you're Harry. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was going to say, would that make me a Harry wizard? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Balin, who grasped Bilbo's plan. Balin is, is is so in the Hobbit. A lot of the dwarves are just kind of mentioned in passing, outside of. You know, Philly and Killy, Thorn, Balin, Bomber. You know, only half of them are really mentioned much at all. Yeah. But I do think Jackson fit that well by making his Balin also the wise one. Because here, Balin gets Bilbo's plan. Mm -hmm. When they're outside the Lonely Mountain, he's the one who has like some ideas and gets what's going on. He's a very wise dwarf. Yeah. Although he is not the oldest dwarf in the group. I'll get to here in a little bit. Okay. And they mentioned wood elves. Never went to fairy in the West, which is a great hint at Valinor, because Tolkien had already started mapping out his stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I like how he calls it fairy in the West, like an English person would. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Now, I, I thought I had a note in here about how, because of this book is why I love wood elves and everything, where they're, um, oh, here we go. Here's my note. I thought maybe I mentioned it when we were doing one over D&D, but here it is. Uh, to Ride and Run by Moonlight or Starlight. After coming of man, 
took ever more to the gloaming and the dusk, which is why I probably made wood elf characters back in the day when I made an elf. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they like the gloaming and the dusk and moonlight, and they're not hoity-toity like the high elves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway. I uh, do want to mention Thorne's people had nothing to do with Randall's gems. The movie kind of makes it look like something weird's going on, even though it's just that Smaug came in and took over and Thranduil never got, you know. Right. And amazingly, the dwarves are more cross with Thranduil than with the Goblin King, but by now they were starving and spider poisoned and also knew that he was less likely to flay them alive and eat their skin in front of their dying eyes than the Goblin King, so... No, that's true. But yeah, you're a dick to the Goblin, <laughs> or you're nice, they're like shaking in your boots and apologizing to the Goblin King with Thranduil, you're like... You don't need to know anything, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have Dorwinian, the land where the wine came from that knocked the butler and the chief guard out. So they fell asleep, allowing Bilbo to rescue the dwarves who were captured by the elves. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I know that we're kind of skipping over pieces, but at this point, I'm assuming if you're listening, you probably read The Hobbit. <laughs> or at least watched the movies. Or the movie. Although, eh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> start going through the hobbit chapter by chapter <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah uh so that land means young land country in sindarin yeah and you can, yeah you can take the river kelduin the river running from lake town down to the sea of rune where dorwinian is located and more than likely inhabited by men at this time due to the lands having been conquered by king turambar of gondor mm -hmm. so the wine is manish wine okay Maybe is why it knocked the elves out. Could be. Or they just drank a lot of it. Well, the particular wine that knocked them out, I think it actually says it was really strong and meant for the king's table. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure they had different different strengths. And reading about how the dwarves groused about Bilbo's escape with the barrels, because he had to put them in barrels, get them in the river so they could escape, mm -hmm. it helped me become a more grateful person when I read this as a kid. It's like, all right, you're helping me, even if it's not how I want. <laughs> right. And luck is mentioned several times, again, leading to D&D's 5th edition being super correct with halflings. Uh-huh. Well, except that they no longer have big furry feet, but, you know. Mine do, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm the same way. And Balin went with Bilbo down the ramp to the Uxay. So I'm skipping. There really wasn't much for me with Lake Town. It's a fairly short episode. Now, I know in a previous episode of ours, we mentioned Bard and kind of being grouchy and stuff. But not, not a great chapter. So then I jumped ahead to when they got packed up and went up to the Lonely Mountain and found the hidden door that I mentioned earlier with Elrond and the Magic Runes and Dorn, Durn's Day. Mm -hmm. And at least Balin went with Bilbo down the ramp to the Dragon's Lair. And again, Peter Part Jackson... Of the way, yeah. He didn't... I'm, okay, I know I just read this recently, but did he... He didn't go all the way to the edge of the... To, to like the doorway, did he? I thought he stayed a little ways up. He did. It was just down the ramp. To, I guess towards the dragons there would have been a better term for it, but yeah. at least okay. it did go partway. Then I've got a nice little quote. If only I could wake up and find this beastly tunnel was my own front hall at home. And who has not felt that in the middle of something uncomfortable? They're unsure if they're ever going to get in over their heads or not. But you still get that feeling of exhilaration when you get over the hump and do the thing. Yeah. I'm going to take a quick drink of my pipe in case you have something to say. Um... No, not really. Um, well, I, okay. Well, I do. I do want to say we were talking about the music earlier, uh, singing. Um, 
I, when when I was reading The Hobbit to Rebecca, I <laughs> I I can't sing. Well, I, I can barely sing when I'm accompanying accompanied by music. So, um, so trying to do it a cappella, I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to chant this." <laughs> yeah, it works. I mean, did she yeah. was she okay with that, or did she want you? Oh to yeah, sing? no, she she was fine with it. But I that that may be you know how you get around the whole thing of the the goblins probably chanted more than sang. Yeah, that could be. Oh, oh, my lad. Yeah. Down in Goblin Town. Then they thwack themselves in the head with the board. <laughs> no, that that's a good point. That's good. Yeah. Did you have anything else before I move on? Uh, no. All right. So, one night, third age, 2770, Smaug descended upon the mountain in flames, catching the dwarves and men of Dale off guard. The warriors of the mountain came out of the great gate to engage the dragon, but all were killed. And Garion was killed this year, if Hubart is a descendant. And I yeah. mentioned that because 2770, the start of Bilbo's journey is 2941. Uh, started on April 27th. Met Gandalf on the 25th. Unexpected party on the 26th. So then they left 27th. Um, in May, he's 50 years old. Uh, so that, that just means that from 2770 to 29. 41 is how long Smaug has been there. What, 171 years? Yeah, I was going to say 171. I can do math. Woohoo, wizard. I can do simple math. Woohoo, wizard adept. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep studying. Yes, math is the secret to the universe. Um, in that case, I'm a warlock. You're something. No. <laughs> I made a pact with somebody to do math. <laughs> damn it cthulhu i need this algebra done by tomorrow <laughs> five more eons <laughs> i'm not worried the cats will come and tell him to fuck off <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so anyway uh thorin was born in 2746 so he was 24 at the dragon attack and 195 during the time of the quest yeah so, you know, a little, little older than Bilbo there by 145 years. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I had some of the ages. I said, Balaam, by the way, although he was the sagiest, the sagest, the most sage. <laughs> uh huh. He was born in 2763, but he is younger than Thorin. Although I still like how he appears in the movies because it makes him out to be wise and knowledgeable and, and, and everything. Made him look older than Thorin. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. But that, that being a little younger does make more sense for him going down into to uh to Moria between the Hobbit and the Fellowship. Yeah. Because you know, if you're an old dwarf, you may not, but he was he was relatively young. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna mention Keely was the youngest at 77. A mere baby. And little wee little wee lad with barely a beard. <laughs> <laughs> and to kind of get into a future thing, Aragorn. Was born in third age, 2931. So, you know, 10 years before this. Yeah. So, technically, he could have been at Imladris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the hell, I don't know why I wrote that. I said, Aragorn was born third age, 2931, to the chieftain Arathorn and received the name Aragorn. His grandmother, Everwyn, noted that with foresight, the Aragorn would one day wear on his breast the green stone. 
So, oh, here it is. So Aragorn was 10. Oh, and here's part of it. So maybe there are still heroes in this age. (laughs) (laughs) They were talking about how there aren't any heroes left in the world to take on a dragon. Do you really want to send a 10-year-old Aragorn to take on the dragon? Well, I'm still not even sure uh, an adult Strider would be able to really compete with second-age elves. Probably not. (laughs) But you never know. Maybe not compete with them, but he would have definitely... uh... It would have definitely been, oh, hell, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Up there with him? Yeah, yeah, he would have, yeah. I mean, he would have, it, it's almost It's almost like he was the reincarnation of Baron from the first age. Yeah. Except that humans in Tolkien's writings do not reincarnate, only elves do. That's right. And way more than you think it happens. <laughs> yeah. No, what? I thought it was only Glorfindel. Read the nature of Middle Earth, listeners. Or wait for us to talk about it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, ready to move on? Yep. All right. And this quote, as Bard uses his magical or well, his special black arrow to, to fell Smaug after the thrush told him about the hole in his chest gem shield plate thing that Bilbo saw. Yep. The fold on the town he fell, his last throw splintered it to sparks and gleeds. And I, I mean, I always kind of figured gleed was like a, a spark, but I actually looked it up this time and it's from Middle English, gleed, from Old English, well, gleed. <laughs> uh huh. Or maybe glad. And it's a glowing coal, ember, fire, flame, or even an instrument of torture. Ah, uh, okay. So the sparks were popping up all over and then the gleeds were the actual glowing embers and coals. Yeah. And speaking of Bard's black arrow that felled the dragon, uh-huh. it's always been interesting to me. It's like a special fascination every time I read that because I'm thinking, is it magical? Is it only magical against dragons? Was it there for revenge because he knew it had a because he knew it was going to be a quest that had to fulfill? Was it a superstition on Bard's part, like in baseball? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he he does say that he's always retrieved it, so it's not like he's not used it before. Yeah, but it's never failed him either. Right. And he's so, of old. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I because Tolkien, I don't think I don't think it was ever really addressed in anything. Uh no. And actually this is the one thing that pissed me off in the movie when he uses that big ass raw iron thing. Yeah. No, it's just an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's dragon. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> yeah. and having a side here politicians like the master in lake town he may have a good head for business especially his own business but he's no good when anything serious happens <laughs> right but also when bar takes over that's kind of how military dictatorships happen so it's a little balance they can all be benevolent dictators <laughs> yeah although i would be so if y'all want to elect me as dictator for life i will be benevolent uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Uh, trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vote James Slavin for president. <laughs> Sorry, safe odd for stealing your thing there. Uh, but I do agree with the people of Lake Town that I too am sick to my nut sack of money counters. <laughs> well, my next note is just that Lee Pace, I think, did a magnificent job of portraying Thranduil's 
both kindness and generosity, along with his haughtiness and greed. Yeah. And I, I, I do have an answer to my own question, but I'll, I'll let you answer first if you like. Okay. But I never understood why the men and elves amassed an army to go to the mountain because the dragon was dead and Thorn and company were soon dead. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've got two possible answers. Okay. Just one is storytelling. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more convenient as a storyteller to have the army there for the battle of five, five armies instead right. of having to raise it. And, <laughs> and, and Roak, the uh, crow, yeah. did say news of the dragon's death had already traveled wide because even Bjorn, the werebear, already knew. So maybe it's wise to take all the armies so they would be ready in case other horrible creatures did come. True, yeah. You know, like fucking mountain worms and dwarves on goats. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what I was thinking because even even though you know Smaug is gone and you're not sure if the dwarves are still there, one, the dwarves could have lasted against a siege for a while. True. And, and uh, but yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of the other thing I was thinking is you, you don't know what else is in there. It's true too. Never thought that. I assumed the dragon would have scared everything off, but that's not necessarily true. No. Anyway, do you have more on that? I do not. All right. So my next note is Bilbo gave up the Arkenstone, which Thorn wanted, and Bilbo kind of took, and you know, a little shady, but whatever. Uh huh. But he gave up the Arkenstone to avoid war, which was another unselfish thing he did, which helped keep the ring at bay. Yeah. And took less treasure than uh than he you know was owed because he wanted other people to have it and help out because he didn't really need much and shared right. it amongst the Shire and his halfling hobbit friends over the years. Another unselfish thing, which also kept the ring from getting too much of a hold. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. I liked it. Me too. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it, but yeah, that's yeah. makes sense. And then at the Battle of Five Armies, suddenly Gandalf has a staff just before the fighting starts. Because <laughs> <laughs> the wand's mentioned two or three times until now, and then now suddenly it's a staff. Hmm. Which which is why I think they're different. I can't I I just assumed Tolkien would use the same word for the same thing. But hmm. who knows? You know, you're right, the etymologies are close. Yeah. And then they fight and things happen and people die and I don't have really much of the the actual army the battles and anything. I my notes now go to when they get back to uh on their way back home. So I don't know if you had anything else in this. No. No, there's that there's that really great quote that Thorin has though before right before he dies when he's talking to Bilbo about you know if if more people valued food and home and and stuff like that than than gold and you know maybe the world would be a better place yeah uh if more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold it would be a merrier world that's it yeah i always get the the gist of it but i i almost never actually remember it if ever yeah i definitely don't remember merrier world <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah yeah i love that quote um but my next note i don't have many more uh they get back in rivendale on may day which i find kind of humorous and, and apropos for the size um cycle of the year yeah and you know turned around went back 
Altogether, it was April 27th to June 22nd, 423 days, which was yeah. about 967 miles one way. The way back was longer because they went around the north of Merkwood instead of mm-hmm. going through. But nonetheless, uh, about five miles a day, that, that's all it would take. But considering all the times they rested at Bjorns and Rivendale and Lake Town and everything else, they probably had to double or triple that on their walking days. Yeah. That's really not bad if you're just kind of meandering, if that's all you have to do all day. 10 to 15 miles, not a big deal if you're, no. if that's all you have to do. As I've said, when I did the Walk to Mordor app, and it took me about twice as long as it did for Frodo and Sam, that I'm not some bachelor person who has nothing to do but walk all day. I have family and work and everything yeah. else. But that is it. That's what I had just some thoughts and musings of The Hobbit. Okay. Not near as much fun as last year's, but... Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, we can't do Hobbit breakfast every year. Well, we could, but, you know... <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm up for it, but <laughs> it's, I know it's hard for me to come down your way, and I know you can't come up here every year, so... Yeah. 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 So what I have. Do you have anything at all, my good oh, gentleman or whatever the hell you are? <laughs> uh, no. Nope. All right. Well, today is Hobbit Day. So hopefully you can all go out and enjoy some things. I mean, we always talk about what we're going to do, but we've done it so much. My thing's going to be the same as always. I'll probably go for a hike, get some English or Scottish or some sort of British food, either out or at home. And I'll have a, a pint or two, maybe do my pipe. Although I need new tobacco because I tried my pipe the other night and that tobacco is bad. Woo. Ah. But yeah, I'll do the usual things I do all the time. Just probably won't decide on food until a couple days beforehand. But okay. yeah, if you are good, my good gentleman. I'm good. Yeah. Furry faced fucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> I don't like this because I'm in this meme. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But yes, we will uh, let you go. Do something fun today. And part of that fun can be rating us, reviewing us, sharing us. (laughs) 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 With your friends, the Dunedain, or your enemies, the Nazgul. Just make sure you share us. Yeah. That is all from me. Uh, That means that's all from me. Woohoo. All right. In that case, I am Seamus Proud Feats. Uh, I'm Jody. <laughs> and we will add our cop at you later. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Bench cares away. Worries for another day. Let the music play. The Macabre Manor. Fuck. I don't think my throat was expecting that.